I'm a human being first and a music producer second. The reason why DJ Drama and Don Cannon and the other nigga is not in jail. We all getting paper right now. But you gonna have money, you gonna feed your kids, you gonna feed your kids, kid. Welcome back to another episode of the Producer Grind Podcast. Karen Tina L with me. What's good, y'all? Yo, what's good, man? Our guest, this platinum producer, BET Award winner, and co-architect of the Migos Sound has produced for Drake, Young Thug, Future, PB Longway, Offset, Logic, Rico Nasty, NBA Youngboy, Trey Songs, Kevin Gates, NBA Duke, Schooly, Blueface Bally, Quavo, Rome Fortune, Cash Out, and Rich Kids. Please welcome to the show, Done Deal on the Track. <laughs> What's good, y'all? What's good, What's man. Good? Thanks good. for joining us, bro. Yeah, man, appreciate you pulling up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we saw that you started off the year, you know, with some big success with the culture, too. And we just catch up with you, how things been since then. Blessed. I can't complain. Uh, I work with this kid named Chris Wu out in China. Oh. Um, song did really, really good out there. It's going to probably come to America sometime, but it's called uh, T-On-D or something like that. And... Uh, it's like on 10 movies out in Damn. Yeah. Out in Shit. China right now. So how'd you link up with someone in China? Um, man, actually somebody I work with, this dude named Pete Cal, somehow brought it to me. He was like, this beat I did from four or five years ago. He was like, hey man, somebody wants this beat. I had to remake the beat. I had to do everything because I couldn't find it. I was like, what? They was trying to pay me crazy money off the rip. I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> I'm going to make it again. <laughs> it sounds just like it. They uh, he, He's rapping in Chinese or Chinese? English? Yep. He's doing an American version uh, sometime this year. But yeah, it's going crazy out there. Okay. You think he'll get a feature on it to bring it to America? Or he's going to do it himself? I don't know. He has a lot of features um, for the other songs he's got. He's got Travis Scott. He's got Quavo. Mm. He's got some stuff with... Uh, uh, Justin Bieber. So he's lit out there. Mm. That beat that he's on, is that a different type? Like, can you tell the difference between international music and then, or music, like trap beats that go international and then the sound that's like more in the culture? Most definitely. What was the difference in that one? It was kind of, it just sounds like real rock and roll trap. So mm. for him, it works. And for movie soundtracks, it sounds really good. Mm. So what's, uh, what's, you know, the best way to, to build relationships with artists? You know what I mean? Consistency. Um, and don't be too over eager. Don't be the thirstiest person. Just kind of humble yourself and stay quiet and stay down. What would you say for a guy that's in Iowa? You know what I mean? Who, uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So crazy story. Uh, the Migos, they got this guy that followed them on tour. He like goes to every city they go to, but in his trunk, he had a whole little studio set up. Mm-hmm. So he popped the trunk. There was a mic, keyboard, computer. This, that, and the third, and it had a YRN. Now he's on tour with them. Damn. You know how he caught their attention? Like, bet. Bet with the big YRN. He put money into it. Yeah. It looks like he he cares about what he does. So grand gestures do it, but also staying consistent and not being lame. So grand. showing up to every single tour or every single Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that takes money. Right. If, if you said to yourself, I got 25000 what am I going to do with it? That's all. Think about it. You know what I'm saying? Some people are going to go buy everything they want to buy, or some people are going to invest in themselves. Mm-hmm. What were some of the first investments you made into yourself, even outside of producing? If it was- Equipment. Um, I always got something new. I always thought to myself, what's going to take me to the next level this year? I changed from uh, NPC to Logic to 
to Ableton to Fruity Loops. And this is all over a course. And I spent money every time. I, I never was like, what can I get for free? What can I download off the internet? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's cool to do that. But then when you really need something and your computer crashes, mm. you uh, we can curse, right? You can say whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. you want to say. Fuck. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, um, wait, you know what question I do want to ask that he said that though? We didn't have this on the slate, but we've asked this before. If your computer crashed right now today, what would you do? Be blessed because I always back it up. Mm. You dig? Mm. I guess that's a good answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. <laughs> nah, because I've gone through it. I, mm. I've had the worst situation. Um, been in a session with a very big artist, Drake, and, um, Mm. And the beat that they liked. How'd you work through that? How'd you like maintain the relationship? I, I, at the time, it was kind of like, oh shit, it's over with. But mm. now Migos are in with Drake really good, and I'm mm. in with Migos really good. So you know how things go. Mm. Was they you really- couldn't even find the one track, bro? It was gone. I'm making the beat as we go, uh, <laughs> and it just crashed. And I saved it like three or four times. And you know how computers do the fuck shit. So, boom. So what, so what was uh, the result? What happened? You didn't do something? I didn't get the placement. Damn. Was he looking at you crazy? Yeah, everybody. This was, before, <laughs> was this before Versace? Yeah, no. This was after Versace. Okay. Just took That's that great. on the chin and had to walk it or brush your shoulders I, off. I had two bad situations. Another one was uh, I sent this beat to DJ Khaled to get to Drake. And instead he had... Somebody called AI or something like that. The song came out without me knowing. And the placement I had was with Future and, I mean, with Drake and uh, French Montana. And they were going crazy. Like, my label's calling me. Oh, my God, Dunn, you got one. It's going crazy. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You know, you can always tell when they're super excited. And then the next day, I saw all these, like, things on my Twitter talking about New song, new song, new song, new song. I was like, oh shit, I think this is Drake mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. And it's this AI song. I was like, what? They didn't call me about no business. They didn't hit me up. All of a sudden I get the call. Yeah, man. You know, he he always likes the beat to come out with him first. You know, it's it's on radio in Miami, this, that, and the third. They just put it out. Another yeah. missed opportunity. Man. You know how how the he got the beat? Through DJ Khaled. Oh, Khaled sent him to beat too. I mean, maybe it was just on the computer. Yeah. Maybe it was. I don't know. I don't like to blame people, but mm-hmm. mad at Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know, it's a big topic right now being discussed in the communities, you know, royalties and, and, you know, payments and stuff like that. As a producer, what are your, you know, top two or three, you know, streams of income? <clears throat> okay. So... Weed and music go hand in hand. Um, So as soon as I got some big money, I went out to California and invested in weed. Mm -hmm. Um, When I got back out here, right now I'm investing in the studio. And the other thing I do is uh, help run a nonprofit organization. Mm. Taxes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So... How's that changed over your career? Like, what were you doing? Probably, How were you spending your checks when you first started off to as of now? On stupid shit. On... Diamonds and new cars and bought a didn't even buy the house, leased the house. And, you know, you spend money fast. Mm. 
That was trips like one, out to California. I spent like fifty thousand in a month in Cali one time. I was like, wow. I'm done. So, older you get, the smarter you get. Mm. You did. How important are the jewels? I mean, it's something to look at. Make this sound. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like people pay attention to that shit, but it don't matter. If if you invest in something else and you got your own style and you do your own thing, you don't need the diamonds. You just need to be diligent and work hard to what you do. How did you bounce back? Like after spending, after you're having those $50,000 trips, how do you bounce back after that? Like you have a discussion with yourself, you talk, like just to walk through the process. I, honestly, I just go extra hard. I think to myself, I'm spending $50,000. i am about to make 50000 this month. <clears throat> That's like three or four placements, you know, upfront money. You're back in the game. Mm-hmm. But you got to be working for it. You can't just go out and spend money and not think to yourself, how am I going to get it back? Like you got to keep it. It looks better in the bank account, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I always wonder, right? Can the jewelry go back? Like, okay, this is out of season. I don't need this shit. Maybe we can use the money or something else. <laughs> now, now, okay, so gold is always up. You know, if you buy what you're getting in weight in gold, you're good. Mm. You can wear your gold around your neck, your chain, your wrist, right. whatever you want. And you're always going to have that money. So if it if it comes down to the worst, you say this is worth fifty thousand, drop it. That's the weight. But it's yeah. different when you get customized jewelry with. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. diamonds and all this. This is, I mean, it's it looks good, but depreciate as soon as you leave them. Dime the diamonds are diamonds are worthless. For real? Yeah. I heard about that. It's like a whole scheme behind yeah. it. There's some sort of scheme behind yeah. it. It was driven by the market. Yeah, something like that. I yeah, it, it, was, it, it was it was nothing against the Jews. I love the Jews because <clears throat> shout out to all the lawyers and you know. <laughs> but you know, they 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 found a way to make people feel like that's what you needed. Mm. If you want to get married, it takes what how many years of income? Like like a year a year income salary for a wedding ring or some shit. Also, the thing I've heard about it is while we see all these companies, Zales and Jared and all that, there's really only like two major diamond companies in the world. Right. Yeah, so it's like a monopoly. But how basically. are they worthless though? I think the actual rock is not a very rare rock. Like I don't, I think if you like an emerald is worth more than the actual yeah, diamond. Well, those, yeah. those two companies bought all the, the diamond reserves. So they uh, drove up the value. So they can mm. kind of yeah. put a Uh-oh, we in deep on here. People talking about propaganda. I see a big word on my life. <laughs> 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 yeah. They kind of can just control the the outlet of them. Right. That's crazy. Are you married or anything? Like, I'm just curious because no. I asked, I could ask because would you be willing to spend 50, 60,000 on a wedding? Like, I know, or $100,000 on a wedding. I talk about this a lot with my friends. And I'm just like, I, I would. Know. I would. I mean, I'm going to keep it real. If you love somebody enough, it's not about the money. It's mm-hmm. like. It is the only time we get to do this. You're That's also true. a good businessman, right? Very. And 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 you're generating a lot of value and profile. Would you ever do something like Gucci did, like do like a televised wedding or something like that if you felt like your brand was worth it? I don't like TV. Okay. I mean, I watch TV, but I don't want to be on it. Uh, you, you think a lot saying? of people are going to tune into a done deal wedding? Either, like, I don't care. Mm. <laughs> That's my whole thing. Like, if I cared... I'd go do it. I've been offered the love and hip hops and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just not you. Not for me. Nah. 
That's dope that you at least you know you know what's for you and what's not for you, man. Yeah, I think for that's sure. where a lot of people fuck up yeah, in a long time. I plan on career. being a director at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh music is a stepping stone. I love music, but it's just for me to get to the next level. Where'd you learn your business savvy? Like what, all your business knowledge that just come from experience. From the streets. Mm. <laughs> from the goddamn hood. What mm. part of LA you from? Compton. I was gonna say Compton. I didn't know for sure, but mm. yeah. So you yeah. said you said music's your stepping stone. So what's your angle? What does eighty year old done deal look like? Eighty or seventy? Let's 50. go to fifty. <laughs> eighty, I'm pretty sure nursing home. Or, right, Forget Lord. that. Let's call it fifty five. Fifty fifty five, something like that. Um, shit, man. I mean, I plan on owning a lot of shit. I plan on <clears throat> on you know diversifying and and learning everything that that I come in contact with. Mm. Now, as you step up in business, like as your business savvy, you start forming new relationships. Some of those go good and some of those go bad. How do you navigate, I guess, how do you navigate good business and bad business as, it, as the risk gets higher and higher? You got to take risk. Scared money don't make money. Mm. You put your money out there, it doesn't come back. You learn. If you don't learn, you might get, you might be rich than you've ever been. You, you might make 23 million, 24 million. And if you make that mistake, then it becomes a bigger mistake. Mm. So you do it when you got it. You get a little money, you figure out, okay, if I want to invest, I'm going to do this, play the stock market, play whatever you want. So I wanted to make sure I asked you, you talked a little bit about um, the studio, right? And this is kind of a new endeavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said, studio. You, had, you, said you, had, you had your business partner with you too. I was wondering if you can introduce him. Yeah, yeah. This is T'Challa right here. Not King T'Challa. Nah. <laughs> but this is my homie right here. Say what's up, man. No, over here. In the mic. Oh. Oh. How y'all doing? T'Challa. King T'Challa. <laughs> yeah, this is my business partner. Really good guy. Knows everybody. Did y'all grow up together? No, nah, but we've known each other for about five years, six years. And, you know, some people you get close to and make money with. See, that's what, I guess that's what I was, like, leaning or looking for when I was asking you about doing business with other people. Are there any, like, do you listen to your gut more? Are there, like, any sort of, like, like almost like a checklist that you have, you have to, people have to go through before you go in to do business with them? Hmm. I just have to test your metal and make sure you're the right person. You know what I'm saying? Like some people, you put them in the in a situation where you figure out if they're good or bad for you. And this is my boy. That's what's up. So I was checking on your Instagram and I saw um, you had had a couple pictures um, at the Remy Martin producer series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your involvement with that? Uh, um, I mean. Nothing too special. Just was there. <laughs> you was just there. Okay. So, I mean, I didn't know if it was one of those deals. I know they have their signature producers they use to promote the events, and then they just have who they ask to pull up when they get to the city. They asked me to do one. I plan on doing it. Oh, so you haven't actually done one yet? Um, I mean, I was there. Mm. But. Is that, some, is that something you're interested in? That's just a good business move? Or? You know what? It's more about keeping relationships. Mm. That's a, that's a good topic. Um, how important is it? Like, do you see people that go to these type of events actually have success, like as far as building relationships or anyone that attends those just in general? Sometimes. But it takes 
all the time. You you gotta you gotta be willing to do it every day. Keeping relationships is a full time job, you know. Mm. T'Challa, I'm talking about for y'all. <laughs> but that's kind of one thing because you know we got our event coming up. You're gonna be featured in. Yes, right? sir. That VIP uh, beat showcase three. Twenty ninth, y'all. Yeah, studios in Atlanta. Um, but you know. That's one thing we really encourage at our events. You know, we try to make it less about, um, you know, uh, not so much a competition of beats, but more of a thing where, like, we're going to hear the music, but you need to get out and meet people right. and understand what these events are all about and how to build these relationships. You're right. So, like, when you're at these events, or even if you ask to judge beats, you know, what type, types of things are you looking for from the music um, itself, but also from the producers as, as individuals? To be innovative, but still stay in pocket. Because some people try to go too crazy. Right. Like you hear some people's beats and they're just like too eclectic. And you'd be like, all right, <laughs> I, I get it. And then some people are just too trappy. They sound generic mm-hmm. like everybody else. And then some people find that pocket. And even if they're generic, it's in pocket. But the ones that are outside and they got that, that different vibe to it, still stay in pocket, you can make hits. How long did it take you to find that pocket that you're talking about? Damn. <laughs> so I've been producing since 2004. Dang. And then probably to like 2012 is when I found it. Dang, I was yeah. seven years old in 2004. That's when I graduated high school. Wow. I, I actually picked up a pro tip from you when we did your Behind the Beat yeah, Amigo yeah. song. So you were talking about how in your transitions, like let's say your last fourth or last eighth, right at the end of your bars, you were doing those um, like Dragon Ball Z noises. Yeah. I noticed you put like a lot of effects on them and stuff like that. Now, I, that's something I really started doing. I didn't do Dragon Ball Z, but I kind of pe- peeped it like, oh, he's doing these certain things. Can you talk about that technique a little bit? Yeah, man, it just comes with a transitional change. You want to either go up or go down. And going up, you know, is nothing but the the best. When you go down, it kind of, you can tell when the beat goes down. Mm-hmm. Like, you hear it, you be like, oh, I like this part better. Mm. For me, I just learned to always go up. Mm. Mm. What influences, like, what, mu- what ba- musical background, like, um, made you understand how the how music works and the flow of music because i i know that like i kind of understood transitions more just from listening to edm music like i mean it's pretty pretty obvious in boom. that so i was just that's crazy. it boom edm uh pop euro i used to listen to all of that and i would think how can i make my music sound like this but still be trapped mm. your sound is cinematic it builds it yes, breaks sir. down i've been taken somewhere you know what I mean? You do more than just drop the drums out on a break. You're right. Like tells a story. On yeah, I, you know I, try, I, try to make, I try to make it into something that you can follow along with. And that's what I want rappers to do, too. That's why I like to be in the sessions, because mm-hmm. sometimes you get with them, and they just be like, boop, 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 boop. And you be like, uh, It just don't fit on the beat. That's not it. Right? But to even say that, too, that still comes back to staying in the pocket, because you're able to... One thing we talk about, well, that beat does too much. You can... Make all that movement without doing too much. Exactly. And that's what's important to me. Like, even if you go eclectic and you go crazy with the drums on one part, it should be two bars, three bars, four bars, something that doesn't take you out of what you're in. Mm-hmm. You still need to be in the vibe. You can't just change from one thing to another and you'd be like, oh, 
Mm-hmm. Like listen to Astro World, Carousel. <clears throat> it does the right thing. It transitions it, it at the right times. Sicko mode. It transitions at the right time. It's a totally different beat. It's like what three beats in one song? Something yes, like sir. That. You got three singles in one song. Right. Before we were rolling, you were talking about Mike Dean's rolling that and kind of what you knew about that previously going on. Yeah, man, he is an excellent producer on those keys. He can't be touched. Mike Dean is one of the greatest I, I've ever seen work. Facts. You did. <clears throat> so um, we were talking also before the camera started, man, you got a long catalog. And we were talking about your work with Kevin Gates. Yes, sir. And it got to be, we were about to ask you, you had so much work that we can't even talk about anything specific. So just, the, I know you said the Luca Brasi mixtape. Um, yes. What? Um, Stranger, Stranger Than Fiction. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I forget, two other ones. But I, I've been working with Kevin Gates from the start. Me and him, you know, we got a good relationship. Well, I, I kind of want to take it back to when you said from 2004 to 2012, yes. it took you to find that pocket. That's eight years. Yeah. And so what were you doing during those eight years? Like, I know of obviously making I found beats, other but, pockets, you know. So I did, like, in between that time, like 2010 is when I met Young Thug and the Rich Kids. And I did I See You and mm-hmm. I Got It with Cash Out, Young Thug and mm-hmm. all that. So I found this other pocket. But then I understood that it was a time phase. You know what I'm saying? Like right, right. when that when those beats were were hard, they were all horns and kind of simple. It's like an era, like right, right. It was an era of music. We were we were the fruity swag producers and all that. <laughs> like everybody doing this shit, and then we had to. I know. Then we <laughs> fruity had, swag producer then, just caught me off guard. I know that's what it was. G Fresh, uh. What's the dude's name? I don't know. I was just saying uh, pop lock, pop lock and drop it. This that was morning. my shit. Pop <laughs> lock and drop it. But <laughs> um, I'm talking days. about uh, swag surfing, mm-hmm. all that. That that's you know that's when I started, and that's when I started to get kind of like no. Wait, you did that song? No, no. Oh. That was Ke. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking right. about. But when swag surfing came out, that was a different genre of music. Mm. It wasn't the trap. It wasn't. It was just like everybody was happy. Yeah. All that shit. But then we had to learn to transition. Not get stuck in that. Not get stuck in that same vibe. Because I know some producers that were just like, you listen to their beats and they still in 2000 motherfucking eight, nine. Mm. What does that come from? A mentality? A different, just a different mentality? Or how do you evolve? Why does someone evolve and why does another person not evolve? I know it's a... I take time off. I learn. Um, I'm, I work with other producers. Um... I signed, like, right off the bat when I did the Rich Gang tape, um, I went from Stoner to Rich Gang, you know, and 14 songs on there that all were, like, very cohesive and dark and, you know, that vibe. Mm. And that was, like, you birthing a new sound, your new sound kind of thing? Yeah. How would you describe your new sound in 2018? I might be the best. I don't know. I mean, mean, Like when I listen to my new beats from from now to then, I'm just like, wow. I, the, I was gonna say, what's the biggest improvement you've made? Is it sonics? Is it sequencing? Is it instrumentation? Is it sound design? All, all of the above. Um I I went away, went and learned piano, went and learned how to mix. Although I mixed stoner and sheets working and Hannah Montana and all those songs. 
Um, my mixes have, I just hear it. I don't know what it is. It's like sometimes when your ear is right, you don't have to worry about the rest. Mm. Mm -hmm. I know some people that don't put nothing, no type of plugins on their beats and their beats are perfect. And you just be like, what the fuck? You mean like like mixing? Yeah, mixing. They they just know how to level. Mm. Mm. You're leveling so good, you don't need nothing else. When you said you went off, you took some time off and really started learning how to play piano. Like, what'd you do? Just go get lessons or? Yeah, I went to Guitar Center. They got the, the little space in the back. Go get your lessons every mm. Friday. Mm. Just basic stuff. It's like anybody can do that now. And did you have to learn like, you know, like old school type of music, like classical type of stuff? Or like, I told them I didn't want to learn classical. I told them what I wanted to learn is how to be creative. That's and a they, different And mentality. that's what they taught me. The reason that surprises me is because, you know, I'm doing the educational thing up at University of Illinois and we have conversations about, you know, we're pushing hip hop into a space where it's largely a rehearsed and learned music. And what you find is there's all these people who have learned how to play music, but don't know how to create music. Exactly. Mm. So, you know, what is it about bring? What is it that you find important about learning music where we know the importance of creating? Right. What is the learning uh, how to rehearse or learning how to play music do for you? I mean, okay. So what I learned was first I listened to the music that we make for this time, right? I know that everything is pretty much minor. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn the ins and outs of minor. Where can I go with it? Mm-hmm. How can I make it sound like what I want to make it sound like? <clears throat> and it just, that's how it worked. Can many, you I was, go ahead. How many lessons did you did, would you say you took? I say about fifty. Damn. Oh damn. For like a whole year pretty much. Yeah. How many hours do you say you you practiced? I'd probably say two hours a day. About a hundred hours. That's not even anyone can do invest a hundred hours. That's right. Huh. Mm. So <clears throat> when you when you say to make minor sound the way I want to say it, are you able to articulate for us what that what that is? I can never really articulate when it comes to my music because it's it. I didn't know what to do at first. Like when I used to make music, I just used to play what I felt. I always been able to play what I hear, mm-hmm. but I could never articulate it and make it sound like how I wanted it to sound. I yeah. think I'm a little bit more fluid with my fingers and, you know, that's all. That really goes for any craft. Like how you said, anyone can shoot have the perfect technique for a jump shot but how can you get creative on the basketball court exactly. that really really stands out exactly you said that we were talking about the three ways you can make money and then we we're talking about the three ways you can go broke you right. said go broke go ahead and tell them what you just told us women all, all three <laughs> <laughs> and tell them you, why you buying change you buying clothes you buying a new car you buying a new place for women nothing has to do with you <laughs> if men had if, Listen, if there were no women around, God forbid, niggas would be living in caves. Wouldn't care where they live. They just getting up every day, catching fish and hair looking crazy. Not caring. But you do you feel like guys are buying chains, cars, jewelry to impress dudes more than women? Because I see that as well. I'll see my like people that I know will do stuff just so they can go to their their friends. But guess who it's still for? Behind it all, you may have done it so your boys could be like, damn, this nigga looking crazy. Got, ooh, mm-hmm. all that. You still went out later on that night 
Try to holler at some women. Or when, when the women approach the pack, they looking for the alpha anyway. That's right. Right. It's all women. I love y'all to death. Women are great. They're beautiful. They're soft. Smell <laughs> <laughs> like roses. Right. I love it. I love it. He's right though. The house would not. The house would smell like sweat. <laughs> Straight up, we wouldn't care about nothing. Men, men without women are disgusting. Pavement. We're disgusting. <laughs> we we wouldn't know what to do with on this earth. It would be a terrible place to live. You've been in a lot of studios. Can't you tell, like, if you've been in a studio where there's, like, a woman's touch in there? Yes. <laughs> I can tell where men have been. <laughs> like, it's just, like... It smells man, like... Man, you're not going to pick... Or you would get ready to go to the bathroom. The, t- the bathroom always tells the tale. Banana pills yeah. off the floor. You not, not going to motherfucking clean the bathroom, boy. You had so many sessions. You had no time to pick up that shit. Come on, banana peel all brown and right. black now. It's a, it's a two week old banana peel. Oh shit! I mean, it just matches the carpet now. Like, oh god, everything's for women. You got a woman putting the t- final touches on your studio? Think about this. Even your mom. What are you going to... When you make a lot of money, what do people do? They buy their mom's houses. They right. buy their mom's cars. Women. It doesn't matter which side. Even if we didn't have a woman in our life to spend money on, you still spending money on a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's deep. You did? You having a woman uh, design your studio? Putting that, who, how are you going to get that woman's touch at your studio you're building right now? Man, I'm sorry to say it, but I'm kind of designed out. I, I've learned a lot from a woman, mm-hmm. so I don't need it. Oh, you got it. Said, all right. learned all the lessons. You did? You said you already learned the lessons. Yeah, I learned a lot. He's going to have $1,000 candles everywhere. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, this is a dandelion candle from the Sweden, Swedish Alps. No, I'm going to get like the sandalwood, you know, stuff like that. It's going to smell manly, but, you know. I got you, that balance. Right. So one thing that's dope about your career is, man, you had those legendary signature billboard-ass hits legit hits thank right? god so you right. so hannah montana man this, this is a big one like that was a linchpin song in the culture you know what i'm saying so yeah um mtv teamed up with the migos and they had a symphony perform the song live and you was telling us you had a little bit of involvement with that yeah they asked me to send what instruments i used so they could use everything that i used mm. so mm. boom it was pretty easy you know <laughs> hey can you send us the bell that you did sent them the bell like is the that actual, a guitar or like the that... actual preset? Yeah. Mm. Yep. So they wanted to get it as close as possible. It was just like, that's, I thought it was super dope. I was like, damn. You were, you were at the performance and everything? No. Oh. You done any, I saw it. You done any scoring for films? I have. Like, I a, have. like the different type of production, like the, what's his name? Hans Zimmerman? Yeah, Like yeah. that type of production. Well, all right. So when I first started, people may not know this. I worked with Tyler Perry. I worked with this company called uh, Visual Grammar. Mm-hmm. And, um... I was doing the music for his plays. And then when I found out that his plays were transitioning to movies, they still wanted to use the same music. Mm. Oh, shit. So, stupid check. Stupid. <laughs> were you playing, were you playing the instruments in high school or anything? Never. Just all self-taught? Yep. I, I, I went out to New York one year, and my brother was rapping. Um, and I was like, what's all this stuff? He had the everything. NPC, the Pro Tools, the NPC, the keyboard. I was like, he just let me play around. And the more I played around, the more I started to understand it, the more I was like, 
I could do this. Do you know how to use an NPC 2000? Yes. That's all I had at first. I had an NPC 2000 and a motif. Mm. You have a lot of discs. I had, so I was a kid, you know, like 17, 18, and couldn't afford the disc. <laughs> I I paid all the money on the on the MPC and the keyboard. So, you know, I used to have to like bounce it out right then. And I had like my it. Pro Tools and my and my. I was like, all right. And I always had to resample the the drums I had. Mm. I used to cut them, sit there. I would I would be going through songs all day. That's crazy, man. That brings us to a segment on the Producer Grind podcast called Overrated, Underrated. With Done Deal on the track, Overrated, Underrated. on the track. We present you with five topics. You tell us if you think that topic is overrated or underrated. If we think it merits further discussion, we'll ask you to explain. Let's go. They over there on YouTube Live, man. What y'all think about that shit? Y'all see I be in the gym, right? (laughs) (laughs) Overrated. Who did this list, man? What, What fucking idiots came up with? Overrated, Underrated. The Olympics... Ooh, uh, you know what? <laughs> Caught him off guard. The Olympics, that's a crazy question to ask. <laughs> yeah. But, all right, so I'm a, I'm a history major. And, oh, okay. um, you know, the, hip, the, the Olympics started in China. Really? And um, I, I think that Olympian is, is a good thing at the same time. It's like a waste of time. It's like, I get it. You guys are out here doing this, that, and the third. But what is it doing for the culture? You're talking about the athletes that are pretty, like if you a speed skater, what is the speed skater doing? Right. What it, I mean, why? Same thing what a producer's doing. If Not you really. had a producer you're, Olympics. You're touching you're touching people with music. Everybody listens to music. Well, I was gonna say, I mean, I don't know. I mean I don't care. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I see a, a speed I, skater, I'd be like But for kids that for kids that's looking up for two <laughs> other speed skaters, fast. like other kids, like let's say boxing's in the Olympics, you know, if I'm I mean inspired. boxing boxing is important to the culture too though. I, I guess, I guess my, it's what culture you're tapping into each sport. Is. From a historical sp- perspective, I don't know if it's important to the culture, but I think definitely today it is, right? Yeah. Like, Dundee could have the song that plays during the Olympics no, yeah, every time no, they I come back. You saying. know what I'm saying? Boom. There we go. You made it relevant to me. Yeah. I know we know there's all these different possibilities. The thing that I remember in my mind, the example that stands out in my mind that knows like, hey, there's so much more to this is I keep thinking of that Kevin Hart uh, Mountain Dew commercial where he's like, he's like, you can right. go, yo, you can go, you can go. And I keep remembering the C-Note did the song. Mm-hmm. And every time I think about that, somebody's getting amped up to that song. Somebody's running, somebody's jogging, lifting weights, and C-Note is making money. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But still. Who cares about a speed skater? <laughs> we apologize to all the speed skaters if they, out there. If they play your song during that speed skaters commercial. You're going to be the biggest speed skating fan. <laughs> like, man, I love speed well, skating. Well, well, you said speed skating earlier, right? Because we were talking about like what nobody cares about the Olympics yep. until you're sitting Wait, there. There's that random Have thing. y'all seen that one shuffle game? Like, Oh, curling? Bro, oh, curling yeah. is the truth. Like, <laughs> they have the technique. Like, that's amazing. You brush ice to make it go. Like, that blew my mind when I first found out about curling. That shit is so crazy. Like, you literally sweeping and helping it go. Like, I don't know. It's just crazy to me. So you got to be the you're best sweeper? <laughs> How'd you get so good? Hey, yeah, man, spot. I used to clean houses back in the day. Sponsored by Somebody Super Sweeper. Like Somebody you, saw me sweeping. If y'all house. watch that shit in the audio, the way they be talking to each other, yelling at each other too. 
You better play it off. Should I play it off? He's, He's good. Off. Let's go. That boy good. Hey, bro, I just want to say the way you clean up them Cheerios. Right. I'm going to get you sponsored. <laughs> hey, man, I'm thinking you need to try this sport out. I got go something. Ahead, You're right. Good. Like, I don't no, know. I always did think I had a nice technique. <laughs> Let's see. My shoulders were moving crazy when I was a baby. <laughs> Y'all crazy, man. I be watching like Taekwondo and karate right. and shit. Stuff like that. Boxing. Like, like I don't know, man. <laughs> so basically, he just said, fuck speed skating, right? Uh, yeah, speed skating is for dupes. <laughs> As I recall, this might be the overrated, underrated segment. All right, let's go. Come on. Uh, come on, come on. Here we go. Overrated, underrated award show. I mean, I guess. <laughs> That's a new top, new one. Overrated, underrated, or I guess. <laughs> or I mean, so awards. We, we not, that that not, not that deep. Not that deep. And I won uh, two ASCAP awards. Mm. And it's good for the accolades. But. Eh. Did you adding, go to the adding, to... adding that into your title, I'm an award winner. Is that done much for your career? I don't. You don't think so? I don't even tell people who I am when I first meet them. No, I'm just saying just people. No, I'm know saying it. like I don't even that's not my mindset. I don't if you know, you know. If you don't, it's not what I'm gonna bring up. Mm. But hey man, you know I did win that. Hey, you know I won a uh, BET <laughs> award, right? <laughs> What's the atmosphere like at those award shows? Do you feel like it's like a lot of some of our guests will call it fluffing? <laughs> I'd say some the one I the one I went to was janky. The BET Awards? Yeah. In Atlanta? And then ASCAP yeah. was cool, but BET was janky. Nothing against BET. Mm. What was janky about it? I love my people, but niggas. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we just, I don't know. Got to do better. Right. We got to put it together better. You got to, oh, I was supposed to sit here. Well, go up there now. Mm. Like they don't, you know. <laughs> That's fucked up. Right. That's how the shit True goes. Facts, though. I listen, the reason I'm probably sensitive to that is we had a guest one time and I was rehearsing and I misspoke on their awards and they corrected me. And from then on, I was real sensitive. Like these people work hard for their stuff, you know what I'm saying? So whenever I see that, I guess I'm sensitive, like, yo, you want a BT award? That's a big deal. I no. thank God for everything that I've ever won. Mm. All right. Overrated, underrated, chicken and waffles. Depends on where you get them from. Uh, there's a place called South City Kitchen that makes the best chicken and waffles. Where is yeah. it? Uh, they're, in they're, South on, City. they're in Mid, Mid, Midtown. In Atlanta? Yeah, they're on Crescent. Crescent in Atlanta? Yeah. Hell yeah. They bomb. Everybody go get them. Say mm-hmm. less. I never, I was telling uh, Kim before I wanted to try that fried lobster and waffles. Fried lobster Whoa. and waffles. You heard about that? No. That sounds I eat, crazy. I don't eat meat. Oh, that's right. Oh, right. he's he like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think they closed. Didn't didn't Gladys Knight? <laughs> didn't Gladys Knight have a restaurant here? Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Is it still sh- open? Nah, nah, her son it got her it closed son, down. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Tell that story. I don't know. Yeah, anything about I don't know that. too much about it, but I know he had started owning it, and then after that, didn't the government take it over or something? Well, it's or, called. It's called. I don't really know too it's much called about it. Niggas. <laughs> One more time for us. When we get shit, we just be trying to find the man. There's a shortcut somewhere in this. Right. I assume it's like taxes or something. Like you said, it, the government took it over. Something. Like, yeah, I mean, what? I'm not trying to say like, yo, the government took it over. But, but, but I what know, I mean is like, what would government chicken and waffles taste like? <laughs> <laughs> shit, government cheese was all right. Who knows? <laughs> he said it's not that bad. <laughs> what I remember about government cheese being so good is it being the only option available. You right. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're right. I don't even remember what it tastes like. I just remember that shit used to me- yeah used to melt good. <laughs> Make queso with it. Shouldn't Mac be looking Brody. like you that. You talk about the big block. Yeah. yeah. You you from Cali though? What about Roscoe's? That overrated, underrated? Yeah, I love Roscoe's, but it's not better than Atlanta as mm. a whole. Mm. Atlanta's got all they be. That's their soul food. Mm. Yeah. That's they fried chicken. Sad. Like, it's weird. Like, Atlanta, you'll go to, like, a whack place, like, and the fried chicken will be good as fuck. You're right. You can always count in chicken. <laughs> no matter where you go out here, chicken True. is your friend. What, what, what food are you always going to go back to Cali for? None. <laughs> <laughs> what is California known for? Because I always, I had to, I always it's thought It's a melting Cali- pot. I always thought it was known for, like, pizza. They I got, like, tapas. They got... It, or tacos. A, yeah. See? Yeah, I'll be over there. Tearing it up. Yeah, they got but, hey, man, let me there. tell you something about being a vegetarian. What's up? Tell me about it. So I was a vegan for two years, right? Right. Low energy. Right. You go bald. Because <laughs> there's... There, I'm sorry. But there's there's stuff that's in, uh, in meats that saturate the fats in your head mm-hmm. to grow hair. Um, the protein, you can get pancreatic cancer. You can... If you eat a lot of fruit, uh, what's the dude who owned uh, Apple? Steve Jobs. Only he ate, ate fruit. only fruit. He only ate fruit. only ate fruit, but still died. That's all sugar. A lot of vegetarians. It's a new thing. But he when he died, a, when he got cancer, he he was past that. He was back to the regular. Yeah, yeah. Diet. He he was just. I feel like if you're doing it, it depends on the reason why you're doing it. I went vegetarian really for uh just for overall health benefit, right, and then so, also then so, also for my how I feel. I feel like for me, the only way I'll eat meat is if I actually kill the animal myself. I feel like that's just something damn. I should do. I mean, Dundee. I'm just saying like if I'm if I'm gonna eat, you know if I'm saying like for me it's like if I'm gonna take if I'm gonna eat the life of this animal. Like I feel like I should be the one at least to take. It. That's just my go, feeling. I'm, 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 I'm picturing us doing. Hey, it. bro, let's go hunting together. Let's go do it, bro. I'm picturing us doing an event somewhere. We like, yo, y'all ready to eat? Karen's like, I think I'm gonna eat meat. <laughs> yo, what you been doing? Let me, let me ask you this though: if if you couldn't buy if you couldn't buy meat, and every time you wanted to eat any type of meat, you had to go snap a chicken's head off. You think you'd be doing it? I could do it. Really? Yeah. I would say. I would, I would say. Size. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> I would say. Just, you said Malawi. You said Malawi. Oh, like, oh, yeah, it was a throat. So, look, no, really. Yeah, that's more inhumane. They slit the throat and just let it bleed out, right? Like, my great grandma, she lives in the in the deep south, Perry, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And she made me kill my food one time. At first, I was like, oh, man. I saw her shoot a squirrel one time. I was like, damn, that's crazy. And then she went to a chicken and just grabbed it by the neck and went, like, Snapped it. I was like, oh. <laughs> she was like, you want chicken too, right? And I was like, yeah. She was like, grab that one. I didn't know what to do. I'm holding the chicken like that. She was like, no, by the neck. And I was like, fuck it. You did it? <laughs> I did it. See, now I respect that, though, because like you killed your food. Like, But, you know but I mean? let me tell you something. Some animals don't deserve to live. Why you say that? What, what kind of animals? <laughs> all, right, all right, so this is real. Chickens forget... Their their mind is so small when they look up in the sky and it's raining, they can drown themselves. They can die from looking up in the sky. Fish, it's dumb like, as doornails. They got like a 30, 45 second memory. Right. How you think about, what about cows? You feel like cows are dumb? No. Cows are extremely They're emotional. Yeah, smart. cows are smart and it's like a guilty pleasure for me. Mm. They're so good. Supposedly breeding cows is bad for the environment. 
Yeah. I know yeah. they have a yeah. lot of methane. 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 methane, ethanol, and something else. What's the ethanol from? I thought, that I, was, uh, I thought that was from the corn, the, the uh, gas. Oh, yeah, that's from the corn. Yeah, that's like, but it's like something they eat that... Well, they eat, they're normally supposed to have a grass-fed diet. They only right. have a grain diet. Yeah, the way yeah, it digests yeah. is not Can, right can I just way. say, this is like the most interesting conversation we've had in a long time. Right. Like, I miss this shit. Pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think I just think like the whole... Just the concept of like putting food into my body. I think it's like an interesting thing though. It's like a so, whole journey. But fish deserve to die. Chickens deserve to die. I can't say anything deserves to die, but I say I, if I'm hungry, if I'm, I'll let everybody know. If I'm hungry in the woods and I see a chicken, I'm going to grab that thing by the neck and I'm going to snap it and eat it. But just ordering chicken nuggets at McDonald's, I probably won't do it. I, I just, just don't do eat it. swine, my brothers. I think they say pigs are actually even smarter than cows. They're like supposed yeah. to be yeah. super emotional. Yeah, they're they are smart creatures. It's like having a dog in your house. If you had to kill yeah. a pig, that's gonna be an adventure. Can you imagine killing a but imagine killing a cow though. That's a thousand pounds. What how big yeah, are cows? That's a, but they kill they kill cows inhumanely. They right. just drop them in blenders, pretty much. No, like, I we thought were, they we did. Were, is that the, I thought they put the spike through? No, nah, so we nah, were, some of them they do. Um, and then some of them, they got like these shredders and they just. Well, we saw some. The, the nail gun. That they, they got the nail gun. Yeah, there. I see. I feel like that would be. It's not a nail have... gun. It's a, it's an air gun. It's you don't always pistol. kill them though. We, like we were watching this video where like they were still alive going through the process. Sad. And then they tase them, tase them by their skull. And yeah. then they like, eyes start rolling back, start yeah. foaming out the mouth. I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't do oh, it. Man. Yeah, that's sad. That's why I was, that's why chickens, I was saying like, I feel like if I'm going to kill the cow. Chickens and fish. That's it. Come on, man. I, I mean, I can't argue with that. I, I'm not. I can't. I'm not, I can't say I've gotten emotional over a fish it's or like just eat grilled chicken. I I, I pre I, I meal prep every Sunday. I have grilled chicken. That's it. Yeah. So what about all the um? You know, you, you said all the negative health benefits about being vegan. What about the, the the praise for curing cancer and all that stuff? What do you feel about that stuff? Smoke weed. Cures <laughs> cancer too. You're not gonna smoke weed and eat bacon all day. And <laughs> bacon and Smoking backwards. You're not gonna smoke gotta, backwards and eat you, bacon. Of course you gotta. Straight. Of course you gotta worry about your your health, and you gotta do it from a healthy standpoint. But CD, CBD. I mean, yeah, there's the no game. there's no denying that the the medical benefits from cannabis, but I also think you have to be realistic, and you can't just say oh, I'm gonna smoke weed and I'll smoke cigarettes and I'll be straight. Or listen for drink everybody Mountain that thinks Dew, that soda. food is the answer to your health. It's not. Mm, I disagree. disagree. I disagree. I can't agree. I can't. You don't think eating kale, eating there, yeah, but eating it, superfoods, it's about avocados. It's, I, of course. I mean, okay. What I'm saying is, it's not the end all be all. You can still do too much. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's about a healthy mind, a healthy body. I eat the right things, but I'll never give up meat. But, it, but it's it's a real fact that humans are alkaline creatures and we need alkaline in our body and, and meat and all that is acidic. I mean, yeah. But anything... <laughs> <laughs> but too much of anything is bad. Well, I mean, of course, you take anything to the extreme. Right. Like, if you're going to be like, oh, I'm only going to eat grapes really and, grapes and almonds. Yeah. When I when I was starting it up, I, I, would, I did two years. By the second year, my hair was falling out. I, was I would say what I knew... From you sure this was a natural progression? Stress. It wasn't. Mm-mm. It just happened. I know from when I first started going, I start. I tried to start off like I guess vegan or whatever. It grew into vegan, but I found myself being like energy deficient and all this. Yes. But 
at that point, I either could have stopped and been like, man, whatever, I'm done with it. But I chose to like, all right, let me figure out how, what things do I have to put in my body to replace it. I took something out, which is meat. I got to put something to replace that. And so right. that's what I've been figuring out now. Like peanut butter is a lot you of- You know about my... micronutrients yes, and all that? Yeah, all right, so yeah. just, you're good. Yeah. I got to disagree with the energy thing though, because when I fast, I got the most energy. Like I can't even sleep if I fast. Mm. When I, oh, I don't know, fasting, it gives you energy, but- I say it's like, it awakens your spirit more than anything. Like, it's not even like, because when you're hungry all day, you got to call on something to get you through it. Because it's not going to be not food that's getting you through it. So I feel like that's where energy comes I've, I've from. Done, I've a little done bit a three-day fast, four-day fast before. My homeboy's right now on day 31. Yeah. Shout out to Straight water? Mm. Yeah. Straight water. Damn, just water? Yeah. Does he eat at sundown, sun up? No. Just straight water fast? Yeah. Straight water. 31 days. He's like Gandhi. I'm telling you. You want to talk about a breakthrough in your life? You do a 30 or 40 day fast, you lit. water fast. This one of my pastors, her, um, actually, I don't know if I should be putting all of her business like this, but <laughs> I would just say she did a 40 day fast and she saved a man, like some, some, some stuff that is not supposed to happen, happened. Like, and it came out for a good outcome through it. Fast. I did DMT and how was that? That's like the same thing. Dimethyl tryptophan. That's what y'all was just, they yeah. just put me up on this. I didn't know nothing about this. You watched the Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah, of yeah. course. That's what made me do it. I right. was like, what is he talking about? Did you, well, did you tell us? Yeah, tell us about that. Did you, go, did you get ayahuasca or did you smoke the actual DMT? I did both. You went down to the jungle and did it or you just nah, got the vine? I just, um, in California, I did it. Mm. Um, I did the ayahuasca, but out here I did it with my homeboy Shiva when I was talking about 31 day fast. Oh, yeah. Um, it just, it was a breakthrough for mm. me. You had to do the tobacco purge before it? Drink the tobacco brew to purge your body out of everything? You just did it? Not on the ayahuasca, yeah. Yeah, ayahuasca. But, but on the DM, just the trip, it's like 15 I smoked minutes. it out of a bong. Like 15 minutes, did right? It, did it open up any like creative parts of your brain or anything like that? I think it opened up perspective for me. It just showed me that we're like an onion. We, we have so many layers, and then you have a core. But those layers are everybody that you've met, everybody that you've learned from, your parents, your friends' parents. Mm. Your parents, his parents, her parents, and everybody learns something different, and then it all gets put on to you. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that movie Limitless? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, no, I never saw it, but I, 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 I always believe. I mean, I, whether or not that concept is real, but I always believe that we do become the result of like everything we've ever been exposed to throughout life. And I think there's moments when you can access all of it. Maybe not consciously, but you can access all of it. I agree. I think it's somewhere in there. At some point, you could wake up and be like, ah, I do that all the time. I yeah. had that feeling making a beat before. Like, I feel like I have access to every skill I know how to. Yeah, sometimes. I know what you're about. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, into sometimes, sometimes I've been there and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, that flow. And then sometimes state. it's like, and you yeah. just be like, <laughs> you know, every experience has a positive and negative. Like, what what things do you feel like were more on the negative side of doing having those experiences? Because that's a that's a really powerful psychedelic. I didn't I didn't have a negative to that. To be yeah. honest with you, and this is gonna sound crazy, I feel like once you become an adult, once you turn twenty, you should just do it. For real? Yeah, I think I think everybody needs to do it because everybody has learned something. I I know I had friends that did it. I had friends that, hold on. <laughs> Babe, I'm in this interview. I'm in this interview. I love you. I see. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> she won an argument. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, women, 
So anyway, um, yeah, man, it just, I think I became a little bit more down to earth and, and hippied out. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, I looked at everything that was important to me before as like, it's not in, you mm-hmm. know, what's important are people. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. always. Now, did you ever do like shrooms or acid before this? Yeah, I did. I did shrooms before that. Um, I did. Sh- I was on shrooms tough at one point where I was just like, <laughs> do you feel like every, do you feel like certain people, do you feel like it's really created for everybody or do you feel like certain people may not be able to handle it? Cause it is, you tapping into like some powerful stuff when you, oh I yeah. Mean, so I, do you, would you really recommend it for everybody or do you think you have to know yourself or do you think if you feel, I think, I think at, I think you'll never know yourself. That's why you'll never know anybody else. That's deep. I agree with you. You dig? But there's there's things about yourself right now that if you were to do something tomorrow, there's people who just kill people. Tomorrow they're going to kill somebody. God forbid it. But tomorrow something's going to push them to a point that they never thought they would get to. Mm -hmm. And they would kill somebody. Mm. Now, it's a life choice. It's a decision that you didn't know you were going to make yesterday, the day before, the day before that. But you made that decision. But you made that decision that day. And it changes who you are. Mm. You seen Minority Report? Yeah, that's my movie. That's your shit. Yeah. What'd you think about that? It's a good movie. I don't know. I like, <laughs> that's just what I like, I don't know. I like Tom Cruise. Sometimes. I've never I've seen, seen the movie. The movie. Well, basically, the movie is about, like, they can predict who's going to commit the crimes before they do it and arrest yeah. them before they do it. Oh, yeah, they're shit. called precogs. I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'd be pretty hot. Someone was like, yeah, I know you're going to rob this bank like, in a couple days. I'm going to go ahead and lock you up. I'm like, what you talking about, man? <laughs> Somebody sitting there right now today is just eating their lunch trying to kill somebody tomorrow. And they don't know it. That's crazy. They don't well, know they probably they're... do know it because I feel like if you're going to go to that extreme, you gotta you gotta know there is I'm not gonna say crying compassion and all that shit. You walk in on your girl cheating to, on you might just shoot them. Anybody yeah, can be pushed like... to murder. If somebody breaks in their of house course. tomorrow, of course. That's primal. They're they're not thinking about this is gonna happen tomorrow. I'm chilling, eating my food, somebody breaks in my house, bang. Right. I'm chilling in my car. Somebody runs up on my car trying to rob me. Bang. I'm leaving the mall. Somebody sees me with my money. I guess when I'm thinking of murder, I'm thinking of like more malicious intent, not like self-defense. I mean, but that's what what's that murder called? Premeditated. Premeditated. So there's a difference between premeditated murder and murder. Mm. Mm. Real quick, though. So what's what's the main difference between shrooms and DMT? Shrooms are drugs. DMT we have in our body already. Yeah, I know that, yeah. Psilocybin's already produced though, what's in our the, body. Yeah, psilocybin's, psilocybin's in our yeah, body. Psilocybin. Okay, so let me say... I'm talking about this. the experience. The experience is totally different. With DMT, I had a strong visual experience. The strongest saw, hallucinogen there is. I saw, I saw so much. And with shrooms, it was just like, I'd be there and then I'd see some shit that would trip me out. I thought I saw like a like a eight foot turtle one time in the middle of the road it's taking turns. I was like, oh shit. I was like, <laughs> that's like a Galapagos turtle, turtle or yeah. something. And I, and I drove up on it with my camera out. And I was like, I'm about to motherfucking take a picture of this shit, get some money. It's like Galapagos and that, it turtle. was a big ass trash bag. And I was like, oh, you, you know. Ever, you ever made beats on shrooms? Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Nah. I'm, I'm creative anyway. I'm creative with anything. So. Drugs don't usually, like, I don't have to smoke weed to be creative. Mm. I like it. It makes me feel different, but I don't think it makes a difference. Sometimes I'm more clear-headed and able to make the right decisions 
when I'm producing sober. You feel like what's the longest period you ever gone like without smoking weed or anything like probation for eight months? How that? How would you learn from that? Like nothing. Really? That I'm a irritable guy without mm-hmm. weed. Do you feel like? Do you feel like the? Um, <laughs> do you feel like? Um, <laughs> do you feel like maybe? Do you feel like during that eight months maybe realize something about weed, like how you're using it, or did you learn anything from like what you're using it for? Because you said you're irritable down low. So I'm just curious, like, is it, I don't know. I guess I don't really know what I'm trying to ask, but I know what I'm trying to ask. I, I mean, honestly, my whole mindset is when, when I, when I didn't have weed and I saw people smoking weed, this is when I got with Rich Gang too. Mm-hmm. And Birdman, the first thing they do is like, I never saw Moon Rocks before. And he pulls out Moon Rocks, King Louie in a big ass jar. He's like, yeah, y'all about to go in. He go slime, blah, 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 blah. And he passes me the shit. And I'm just like, <laughs> and all my producers are like smoking mm. up all the weed. And I, all I could feel is envy. Mm. That's it. I was just very envious. Did you know on your nose, is that supposed to be you that looks like titties on your nose? <laughs> when, I drew, <laughs> when I drew that, I put the two dots and I was like, ah. You got to make the nostrils bigger because those look like titties. <laughs> and, that, and, that's, and that's what the shrooms and DMT unlock. <laughs> Is this what I just I just realized that I was looking I was like I was like those are a pair of at least you realized it looked like him when I was drawing it I was like and not to be crazy but your lips look like a pussy this guy you my homeboy you my homeboy he's the first one to say to Peter Griffin's face he has yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. A pair of nuts. Or did we ever finish? Hold on. Did we, we ever are finish? We're still overrated, underrated, 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 underrated on the okay. Producer Grind right. podcast. We almost done. I ain't, I'm honestly not mad at because that shit was funny as hell. Overrated, underrated, Omnisphere. It's the best. I love Omnisphere. You got the new 2.5? Yeah. It's great. Omnisphere is dope. Everybody go get Omnisphere. What about Nexus? Because everybody does something different with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you produce with Omnisphere, I can tell a lot of producers that use Omnisphere and and it's like kind of the generic. They don't Tweak modify it. it. They don't change it. But then there's people who get in there and you would never know it was Omnisphere. You would think it was a real band or or something. You like, one of those people? <laughs> He's like, come on, no. You know. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you one thing that's really helped me. This is, and I swear to God, they didn't pay us. I really use it and I really fuck with it, which is Cable Guy's um, Shaper Box. Have you used it? What the hell is that? Ooh. So they tell me, so I use Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. Motherfucker saying, I'm, 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 heavy, the background I'm heavy on reason, right? And so they've been telling me about gross beef. And I'm like, I'm probably not going to fuck with gross beef. It's an FL. It, whatever. I'm not going to fuck with gross beef. Um, reason game. <laughs> reason game, right. But they were like, yo, you should check out Shaper Box. And so the homie Heads had a little tutorial on the guys, at, uh, cable guys that make Shaper Box sent us something. Bro, it's the truth. It's crazy. Like, far as sound design, because you could take, like, let's say you got Omnisphere, you play your chords, like, okay, that's the shit. Right. You just run it through Shaper Box and see what it does. It does so much, like, different type of shit, bro. Well, you, you I'm going to try it. Yeah, I'll, 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 I always like to try new stuff. Yeah, so. So, I'll hey, try it. Hell yeah, last one, overrated, underrated on Producer Ground Podcast, Producers Rapping. <laughs> Kanye did it. Mm. Uh, I guess I don't really... Kanye is such an artist, like we barely consider him. But I remember hearing about Kanye beforehand doing Blueprint. And I was like, damn, this nigga's fire. Mm. And then when he dropped the song, I was like, who the fuck is this? And I saw him and I was like, that's Kanye? Mm. 
So that was like the first one where I was like, oh, okay. But I don't know if there's been another one. See, I agree with Travis Scott. Like, I feel like when Kanye did it, like, it just seemed like that's who he was. He was an artist. Sometimes it feels like guys are just doing it just to do it. A lot of people are doing it for the check and for the come up. And I get it. Do it. But just know those same those artists don't look at you the same. They don't they'll never respect you as another artist. Mm. That's not their mindset. Man, stick to making beats. When you walk out the room, they're talking shit. Man, that nigga need to goddamn go back to making beats, bro. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You be like, God damn, the nigga just the verse was hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you you got some faith that that is gonna move, but if you're not an artist, you're not an artist. You're a creative. There's nothing wrong with being a creative. You wanna you wanna be more on the scene, be a writer. You know? Something. I feel like it comes down to what motivates different people, right? Um, I, I don't wake up every morning and eat, sleep, and dream of, you know, being an artist. So I would never, even if the thought crossed my mind where I could rap, I would never do that to somebody because there's somebody that wakes up every day and that's all they want to do. I started off being an artist. And let me tell you, it's not easy. Somebody's saying they hate it on Kanye, they hate on Southside. And by, I listened to Free Agent 4. It was kind of Southside. I was crazy. about to was say, now, South, I, I, I'll tell you the truth. Southside is hard. Hell yeah. But does he really want to be an artist? I don't know. Mm. Like, I can't see the passion in artistry on some people. Like, <clears throat> you can be hard. You can put down a hard verse. I can put, y'all would be shocked. I'll rap right now. Niggas be like, oh, shit. This mm-hmm. nigga, shade four or five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, can spit, I can spit a hot 16 real hey, quick. Kale, drop it. <laughs> drop the beat. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> speaking of 16, Kale got 16 <laughs> for that ass. Right. What? Nah, that ass, like, I, I can crazy. rap. But do I want to rap? Mm. Not really. You feel like it's a respect thing when you see an artist that you said has that passion. Like, I see what it really is, so I can't call myself an artist if I don't have that same passion. Is that... Drop everything. If you're gonna be an artist, be the art, be the artist, not just a artist. Mm. I personally don't think a lot of people who want to call themselves an artist. I'm just gonna be honest. Like I've been around artists. Artists take up all the space in the room. You can't call you, up. you can't call yourself an artist if you not take. If I can overtalk you, you know the artist. That's real. If you if you just <laughs> what about Michael Jackson? What about Michael Jackson? He was quiet. Humble. You think Michael Jackson was humble? He wasn't. No. Like on a on a personal interaction basis, like on camera and all that shit. I never seen him like so you know what the fuck going dad. on. It's Michael Jackson <laughs> walking in this <laughs> when you, you you know what the fuck going on. <laughs> so I, I don't know if y'all know okay, so my dad used to be a um security over at the garden and um madison yeah and he explained to me one time that he got to meet michael jackson and what michael jackson was like he he was like he was a nigga he was that guy i want want her right there get her in the background (laughs) the one that just waved at me get her grab those two and bring them back and he was in their party like but he's not going to be the loudest in the room. Because he, he's the only person in the room. Yeah, that's true. Who was he inviting? Who could he hang out with? Mm. 
That's Michael Jackson. Like if we knew Mike to be alive in the well right now, it wouldn't matter who was in the room. Everybody stops when Mike walks. Right. Who who's gonna be the most talkative person in the room with Michael Jackson? <laughs> Mission <laughs> fuck up, Michael Jackson. I'm trying to think of a quiet, humble rapper. I just can't think of none though. <laughs> I know it's some out there. I just can't think of them right now. Who's uh, come on, Karen, to help me out here, bro? Kendrick Lamar. He's <laughs> pretty Not really vocal. I I'm sure that there's some humbleness in him, as any artist that makes it in this industry and has longevity has a little bit of humbleness. Yeah. But somebody can be humble and, and still, still not loud. Shut yeah, the fuck I'm not up. saying like of course he's humble like yeah. You got to be humble to reach those levels but you or also you have, have a to be downfall. hungry and willing to go over people's heads. Right. You you can't be the best without stepping on people. It's and like, it sounds crazy but it's true. It's like hum- the balance between being humble and then also being confident. So You know it's weird that you have to say it sounds crazy cuz <laughs> it's the reality that nobody thinks, right? If everybody's trying to get to the same point, it's gonna be like this. Somebody in their neck snap. Somebody gonna go. You gotta fight and scratch and claw your way to the top. And I learned that. Shout out to London on the track. Explain. Nope. Next question. You buddy. What's that? Oh, so I mean, we talked about um, you you know, movie uh, movie places. You ever had any like TV, video game sync license? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I did uh I was on 2K last year and oh, Madden yeah. last year. Are those advances better than music? Worse than music? About the same? I don't know. It takes a year mm. to get the check, so I I should be getting it maybe <laughs> by like the 29th or something. The, last year's games check. Oh, okay. Yeah, it takes about a year to get your checks. Are you yeah. interested at all in being in the game? Have your own oh, player? Hell yeah, I love 2K. Um, I mean, I only act because I'm Shiggy's in the game, Murder's in the game. Nah, um, nah, we they made their own characters. They're not in the game. Oh, they're not. Well, Am but, I tweaking? But, I mean, I but, seen them in the I had posted. Doing, we had but, posted. Okay, on IG. so two K. You can face scan. I, crazy. I was oh, about, okay. Right. But you know they they got to do a different face scan than us. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, okay, so they you, are. You, in you the ain't game. seen. So the dude that does the Quavo Quavo is in the game. Because I had posted, got posted on IG. I was like, yo, shout out to Murder. All these people are in the game. Pierre, and some people kept DMing me like, nah, bro, they're not in the game. They just face scan. So I was like, all right. I'll bro, take I'll follow down. the guy that does the game. Like, you can do a face scan, but this guy, he'll take yeah. you in this little white room. They got the white. They'll show you like, oh, yeah. Murder did it. Shiggy did it. Like, yeah. That'd be That's- hard. That'd be hard. I just I didn't I didn't know like yeah. okay you in the game I don't know how much yeah you're not in the game in the game but you in the game. What's your yeah. rankings looking like? What's your ratings? Right now I'm at a, at a 89. 80. So I'm I'm working. What's your game with my Done deal on the track. That's what's it? What's the shooting? 99. No 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 no. You at 75. So what I'm what I'm focused on is rebounding. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> fundamentals. Yeah. Fundamentals. Dunks. I, I'm just making sure that when I'm out there, the team's you know, winning. Boom. Y'all need me. Like that. <laughs> Remember that. Like Your passing too. probably what 85, 90s. Oh up yeah. There. <laughs> My hustle is game pra- right. cardio ridiculous. Yeah. Communication <laughs> with the coach <laughs> phenomenal. In, you know. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> <laughs> fundamentals, y'all. It's all up here, man. It's all up here. Are the um the TV and video game licenses like, is that like, I'm not gonna word this damn question. Can it? Do you have to be at a certain status to to even be able to to negotiate those and get those kind of things, or can like really anyone submit kind of thing? I think anybody can get on there. I I heard somewhere it was just like when people produce and they send beats to them, and they put the beats on there. Mm. 
So he's got excellent management too, man. Shouts out to Lala Shepard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouts out to Lala. But also I have new management. Um Danny Zook, uh, and Rel from from uh YRN. What do you, as a producer, what do you, what do you look for in a manager? What can you do that I can't do? Mm, that's fact. Well, that's a great question. I'm glad you said that. Because some people, I already had my relationships. I knew Thug. I knew Future. I knew all these people. I didn't have to get management. I didn't have to sign to a label to get them. You know? Um, I want to know what my management can do that I can't do. That's mm. it. Can you give us like an example or two? All right. I'm going to get placements regardless with the Migos without the management. But what can you do to make it more sweet for me? Maybe five songs, six songs on the next album. You know, can you, can you place me with people that I couldn't place myself with? Also being able to get on, uh, I'm about to go on tour with them pretty soon. Who, Migos? Yeah. That's dope. You going to be DJing or? None of that. Just... I'm just there making beats. <laughs> mm. Hey, y'all. Diving, diving, right, diving into the crowd every once in a while. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting groped. They gonna eat. I heard. I heard stories. People jumping out on stage. It's foul. Yeah. What do you think of the? Uh, <laughs> what do you think of the new? Uh, the thing between Russ and Smoke Perpin on it. People fight. I don't care. You think it's real? Probably. I don't know. I don't really, to be honest with you, I can't name you one song from both of those people. Mm. Twinkle, twinkle. If mm. something is too perfect and too interesting, I just start to believe it's not real. Like, damn, that is a that is good theater. Mm. They playing that shit. Yeah. If you could work with one of them right now, who would you work with? If you had to work with one of them. Probably Smoke Perk. More your lane. I heard Russ was talking shit about producers. That's a fact. I don't like that. Well, you heard what uh, Sonny said, though, right? What did Sonny say? Well, I mean, not... Sonny felt like that some of what Russ said was justified. It's just that it was the wrong messenger. I can see that. So I don't think he was talking shit about producers. I don't feel like he's talking shit about producers. Meaning Sonny said, hey, if I would have said the same thing Russ said, y'all would have been like, damn, maybe... But the whole thing is like, how are producers trash now compared to what they were like in the nineties? Like, we wouldn't even rap over those type of beats anymore. Real shit. I feel like we probably have to watch the clip and see exactly what he said to really People, go into it. Here, here's one of your strengths, right? And, mm-hmm. and you kind of told it in your story where you have this pulse on the culture where you seem to understand how the sound changes yes. with the culture, right? Yeah. And so I think that if you have that understanding, it's hard to let's hear something and call it whack. So immediately when I hear a beat, the first thing I do is try to give it a frame of reference. Okay, this is a trap beat. So I'm going to measure this by trap beat standards. Okay, this is a trap soul beat. Okay, this is a boom bap beat. I'm going to measure it by those standards. You're right. And so stop trying to like measure new shit by old standards. Yeah, yeah, that's real real shit. Because an old person can't walk up and tell me that's whack. 
Like, what the hell are you talking about, boy? He was listening to... They be like, oh man, the shit is the shit ain't lyrical no more. Like the guy who said a hip hop to him did a hip hop was saying some groundbreaking shit. Right. It's like, what you mean? That's what they consider real music. Shit. That's what that's my hip hop. Shut the fuck up. It's like you don't know shit. Like, how you gonna tell me this shit whack? This shit just went double platinum. You feel me? So I don't know. People uh people are people are gonna um be judgmental. I'm sure kids from right now, little play little Uzi. Twenty years from now, kids gonna be like, "The fuck are you playing, right. Grandpa?" All right. I don't think no Grandpa's gonna be playing no little Uzi though. You don't know? I don't think so. All right. Twenty years from now, if you got a playlist and you and a song pops up that you fuck with, you're not gonna play. I mean, I don't fuck with Uzi. Period. All right, so <laughs> let's use a different artist. Let's, 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 let's use a different artist. Oh, yeah, when you, well, when you I mean, think I, of, I see what you say. Yeah, no, so you, no, so you, think of, you think of somebody like this, right? They might say something like, man, I, I like music back in the day. What'd you listen to? Man, I like Titty Boy. Well, Titty Boy don't even listen to Titty Boy. Mm. You did? I see what you're saying. Like Jay, Jay-Z said Reasonable Doubt was his worst album. That's mm. what he thinks. Mm. I love Reasonable Doubt. Mm-hmm. But he was like, you listen to how I was rapping. I wasn't on beat. Who's your favorite artist now? Like, who's some of your people you always look up to from past times and current times? I like the the J. Coles, the, the Kendricks, um, Thug, Future, Drake, <laughs> Travis Scott. Uh, All the people you produce. Yeah. Who's an upcoming guy like you really believe in? Uh Blueface Bally. <laughs> I could answer that question. Yeah, that's uh that's my artist right there. He's uh he's gonna be big. That's what's up. Yeah. He's a local guy here. Yeah, he lives out here. Mm. That's dope. Is your studio that you're building gonna be private or is it gonna be public? It's gonna be public, but you gotta have money. It's public to I always say this, like when people say, I just don't want anybody in my studio, but if you can afford it, You're not just come anybody. on in. It's, it, you know, mm. it, even if you work at Walmart, if you save your checkup for two months and you say, you know what, I'm going to get a session over at this place because it's really, I, I want speakers, I want this, I want that. You're investing in yourself. Yo, who's blowing up my live, man? I'm going to get killed when I get home. Uh-oh. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, um, where can we find you on social media, fam? Done deal on the T R A K. Done deal on the track. Um, Twitter, I am done deal. Snapchat, I don't really use neither of them. I am done deal. What's next for you in 2018? What's some stuff we can look out for? Uh, Quavo's album is about to come out soon. <clears throat> Shout out to Quavo. Gucci, I got this song with him. Crazy. Uh, you know, and and stuff with Blueface Badly, my artist. Uh, we're about to drop this song with Rich the Kid. You know, go crazy. Oh, man. That's what's up. Oh, you know, we forgot to ask him a question. No? Okay, all right. Well, we, we wrapped it up. That one. What's that? Well, I don't know. Are we get? Do we want to? Oh, I guess we had another question we talked about earlier about that uh, thing down in Augusta, the case down in Augusta, if you wanted to touch on that. All right, I'll be really quick about yeah, it. Yeah, it did. All right, so it happened. Mm-hmm. I got arrested for something I didn't do. Jewelry smash and grab for $80,000. From Costco. From Costco. You've never been in the town? I've never been to Augusta. Well, I went to Augusta to go grab my check. <laughs> but other than that, 
I never been there. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I was in Texas. I was at the Afram Awards with David O, the African artist, and I get a call as I'm about to go on stage, and my mom was like, "The FBI kicked in the door." What? I was like, "The FBI? What the fuck!" I was like, I, I couldn't think of what it could be. I was like, "Did I?" You know, like mm-hmm. you think of everything. Like, did I, I run over somebody's foot? Did I kill somebody? Did I do this? Did I do that? I was like, Jesus. And um, I was like, I'm just How much gonna, was he right. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so I drove straight to the airport. I was like, fuck this, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. And um, when I get to the airport, my my boarding pass thing wasn't working. I was like, I was like, why isn't it working? I'm trying it, trying it, trying it. I was like, let me just walk through the line. And my homeboy goes to the bathroom. And he was like, wash my bag for me real quick. I was like, yeah. I'm just like pushing his bag with my foot looking down. All of a sudden, I see like eight or nine feet around me. And I look up and it's all these dudes and like all white dudes in like board shorts and uh, baseball t-shirts and glasses and hats. And it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, can I help you? <laughs> they were like, are you David? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Get down! All <laughs> pull out guns and stop Damn. resisting. I was like, "Oh Jesus!" They didn't tell you why you was under arrest, bro. They didn't tell me. I. They didn't tell me. They just kept on saying, "You know what you did." I was like, <laughs> That's "I was up. like, no, the fuck, I don't." Wait, I don't. What, what do you think they would have done if you said, "No, I'm Chris"? They still would have arrested me. Oh, they okay. they knew who the, the fuck I was. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, "Can I help you?" That's that's where the check started with. They ain't even tell you what the fuck you did. So now this and, is all happening they, in Houston, right? And they falsified uh, Dallas, and in they Dallas. falsified my fingerprints. Right? They say you never been arrested. Didn't even have your uh, fingerprints yeah. They didn't in have my system. fingerprints or nothing in the system. How that whole process make you like look at the world different or just see? I things? thought I got set up, mm-hmm. so that was one of the reasons why I stopped doing music for a while. I was like, let me step back and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Who I'm pissing off that would yeah. put me in a position that I get arrested for some shit I didn't do. Mm-hmm. So, and that's like right when the Rich Gang tape came out. I was like, damn, bro. They fucking, they got me. Is that why you was on probation? No, I was on probation for weed before that. But, you know, that was like something I could expunge off my record. I got arrested for Mm -hmm. some bullshit, but I was only in the, in jail for like eight hours. But the other shit, I was in jail out there for approximately 12 days. Was it Dallas or were you in LA? They shipped you to Atlanta? No, I was in Dallas. Mm. It's gonna be some niggas looking out there like, oh man, twelve days ain't shit for niggas that don't go to jail. Twelve days is a long ass time, and, and twelve days is bad for. They didn't send me to jail; they sent me to the prison because the jail was overpopulated. Dang. So I was in there with with the worst of the worst. This Perfect. yeah, this dude was knocking out switch all the blades out of the uh, razors, and he had like a pencil dagger, and he was just like cutting people up in the cell next to me. I was like, all right. Like none but brain. Uh, uh, MS thirteen member looked at me when I first got in there. He was like this. I, I was just sitting. He was like, I was like, <laughs> looking around. I was like, who the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. And they were like, bro, you looked at him in the eyes, bro. I was like, what's the rules? Like what? <laughs> Can I get a pamphlet? <laughs> Somebody tell me the rules quick. And then walking down the hallway. All I saw were these posters, like, if you get raped, call this number. I was like, if you get raped, <laughs> why can't you call the number before you get raped? Like, yeah. You got a phone in your cell. <laughs> that ass. All that shit. I was like, oh, my God, I'm in hell. And I was just thinking, like, every, it, it really made me humble myself a little bit more and reevaluate 
if I was doing the right things. I was like, God wouldn't put me in this situation right, if it right. was like all all roses. Right. But also watch what you ask for. Cause I asked God, I was like, God, I just want to get like three, four hundred thousand real quick <sighs> off of doing nothing. Right. And would you go back and do those ten days, what, thirty thousand a day? Would you do it again? <laughs> I'll, I'll actually hold on before you answer that be careful be yeah. careful before you answer that wait wait can I say this too <laughs> no because what, what, but he said <laughs> well no there's something crucial to the story because you told us when we were sitting right here discussing you. before you came in he goes would you would you do it for there I go well county jail just to lock up yeah but not prison yeah, and right. you had to go and be like yeah they put me in prison like, oh, yeah shit. they put me in prison I took, real I took a jail tour in the huh? 10th grade yeah, for sure. After my, because I told I told my cellmate every day, this dude Calvin, I was like, "Hey, bro, yeah, I'm gonna be out tomorrow because I got the wrong guy." <laughs> Three days passed. I was like, "Yeah, bro, you know, I'm I'm gonna be out probably Friday." Yeah, you know what? Push back like, like three and days. then when Sunday came, and I was like, "Hold the fuck up!" And then I was like. I was like, I'm probably, mm. I'm probably gonna get out Monday. And he was like, you know what? I used to say the same thing. That was two, <laughs> he was like, he was like, that was three years ago. I was like, damn. And then I just started reading books and working out. I was like, just in case I'm in this motherfucker, I was like, let me go ahead and get my swole on. Damn, that's a crazy ass story. Yeah. And uh, so when I got back home, uh, of course I was devastated. I was like, what the fuck did I just go through? Mm-hmm. I was eating the the worst food, soggy. They had, they were making us waffles, right? And it was like water waffle. That shit was just like a soggy waffle. No vegan options. Nothing. <laughs> no, sir. You're about to eat. Uh, excuse me. Can I get some? Can I get some vegan yeah, options? It was, it was disgusting in there. And this dude like shit right next to the toilet one time instead of shitting in the toilet. I was like, what's wrong with him? They were like, oh, here. We- <laughs> I was like, I couldn't move over two inches because of heroin. I was like, all right. <laughs> but when I got home, I reevaluated everything. I disappeared from music for a while. I was like, man, fuck this. Blessing in disguise. Yeah, for sure. And then, boom, I got a check. And How I was long like, did it take to get that check? Two years. Damn. Mm. It was a lawsuit. And they didn't want to go to court. So they settled. They settled. Oh yeah, boy! I was getting, I got fucked up. <laughs> so I didn't know about none of this, and I walked in the office today, and they showed me the news clip, right? Right. And so they said, uh, when they looked at the picture, Birdman was in the picture, and they said, "Who is that?" <laughs> they literally slid me the picture across like this. They're like, "So who is this?" <laughs> That's a movie I was like, shit, I looked at it. I was like, "Y'all know Cash Money?" I, was like, I I swear, I was like, "Y'all know who Lil Wayne is?" They were like, "Yeah." I was like, Nicki Minaj? All right. Like, that's Birdman. That's the CEO. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. And I, I told him I had the proof. I had the proof that I was at the studio. I was like, I mean, you know, here, I, on my phone right now. You could go mm-hmm. through my phone and see I was here. Y'all could ping I know y'all could do all this shit. I, I was like, y'all, y'all don't hack into this I was like, y'all don't investigate no more. Y'all just got me guilty. <laughs> They're like, for every lie, you're gonna do another 90 days. <laughs> I was like, shit. Oh, God. Damn, man. And I told him like, I told him like six or seven things. He kept on marking it in a book. Yeah. He was like, 
About at 810 days, what? homeboy. They swore they yeah, had he, you. And he was like, we do, you know, we do months. And then also he was like, um, and we have a 98% conviction rating and blah, blah, blah. So he was like, he was like, if you're in this folder and he threw the folder on the table and it had a loud slam, it was like this thick. <laughs> it was like, it's over for you, buddy boy. He slammed on the table. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, show me. <laughs> and then when they started showing me pictures, they were like, do you know him? No. Him? No. What about this guy? <laughs> oh, my. Did they ever find the right guy? Yeah, they found him. The kid. So first of all, the kid was five, six, 19 years old. And looks nothing like me. And they had the video pictures and everything. They showed me the picture of what was supposed to be me. I was like, which one is supposed to be me? Yeah. And they were like looking at the paper all weird, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all motherfuckers is about to. Somebody in the line said they hit you with the C. No, you don't fucked up, right? <laughs> they did. Straight up. <laughs> did you Damn. take two, that two years off of music or was it less than two years? I took like a good two years off of music. I, I really just was like staying in, making beats and being like, man, I'm, hey, bro, pull up to the studio session. Uh, nah. I like kept the camera in front of my house. So it, like if I walked outside, people could know I was there. And if they yeah. ever, if I ever got locked up on some bullshit again, I could show proof. So, Damn, you know, that shit fucked me up. America is trash. It is. The system is trash. Dang. You feel like if if you weren't the person that you were like having the financial backing that you had or anything, it would have been done for you a rap if you were just a regular old kid. Yeah, because uh, and I want to shout out to Ti. Ti hooked me up with his lawyer at the time. Um, oh, he was in one of them pictures. <laughs> he was in the Birdman. Yeah, yeah. Tip hooked me up with his lawyer. Thank you, sir. You are a good man. Um, although the lawyer thought I did it, he was like, "If you did it." You could just tell me. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't do it. He was like, but if you did, you know, you could tell me. You know. He was like, I'm going to get you out no matter what. But I'm pretty sure you did it. I was like, oh, man. Look, bruh, just get me the fuck out of jail. So, what would you say? Like, do you think, so like you said, no one, you don't think if you were in that situation, if you didn't know TI, it would have been a wrap for you? I could have just. I see how people get lost in the sauce because they knew I didn't do it four days of me being in there and they kept me the extra days. Trying to get you to confess or something. Trying to get to see if I was a a part somehow. Mm. So if, if I had known anybody in the situation for real, it would have been dope. Mm. I would have been. So we talking about a a theft, right? Yeah. So you could have bet you didn't bail out. They wouldn't let me bail out. How much money was it? They didn't have a bell for me. They didn't offer. They didn't offer me anything. So, so that means they had to, this had to be like a high amount. When the FBI is involved, they feel like they got you. That's all. God I, bless you for getting out of the situation. Right. I'm just thankful to God every day right. that I'm not in jail. What would you say to like anyone that's going through that situation? Like, I don't know how they watching the podcast, but if they in prison, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe someone that went through it or just. They, no, y'all. No, don't tell. We gonna they, start getting letters they, from jail. Right, no, they, in, they in libraries. They got their little computers and shit in libraries. But this is what I'll say. I don't know what to tell you. I I don't know how to help. I don't. 
you can throw money into the situation. You can throw anything you want, but they feel like they got you and there's no proof that you weren't there. People could be in jail for 20 years, 25 years. But hit them knees and pray. All they can do is walk pray around, to God. Walk and, around on IG and, Live 24-7. You feel me? Yeah. No, nah, I was on my live. <laughs> you can go back Check, and watch. Six hours, 23 minutes ago when you yeah, was right. talking about where was I at. We got Right a, here. We got exactly one minute left for us. Cut it off too. All right. All right. Love everybody. Thank you guys. Shout out to Producer Grind. Y'all real. And uh, I'll see y'all on the 29th. Yes, well, sir. Come I'm check not, us out. You. you dig? All right. Another dope episode, man. Signing out. Salute. All right. <laughs>